0: Dry?
1: It looks pretty good. <laughs> hey, it looks pretty good from over here. Ooh, that's really loud. Okay, I, you know what? Here we go. Check this out. Chicken butt? And Ooh, first try.
2: <laughs> We've been to the past. First try, baby. We've been to the future. I'm going
1: to have to We've take We've been this all
2: out. around the afterlife. Yeah, in general, you, know, you should just take that hat off. Oh, come on, it's man. <laughs> what are you to trying be. to do to me? <laughs> I've never liked trucker hats. I like it's trucker here, hats. I never have. Um, time the be. mesh has always bugged me. I like, like now, caps. Uh, I've, I've been down with caps before, but the mesh... Uh, like, you don't
1: know, like how it looks?
2: Yeah, it's a weird... Is... it just looks cheap and silly.
1: Turn your and a bit. If you're gonna turn your Dude! <laughs> <up, I'm turning laughs> <laughs> It's been Dude, forever. I know. It feels like it's been years. It has been. We, we, we recorded the first episode flying two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back, <laughs> Two and a
2: half.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, man.
2: Welcome to We Do Keanu. Uh, hello. Hello. I'm hello. Brett. And I'm Dylan. Hello, Dylan. Wait, listen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. This is it right here. Dude, do you have a boner? (laughs) That's why we do this podcast sitting down. This is why I do this podcast laying flat on my stomach. Yes, and I stand up (laughs) at full staff. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan, did you know that God gave rock and roll to you? I did know
1: this. Station. (laughs) Station, baby. Station. Station. Oh, well, (laughs) we are back. Uh, if this is your first time listening, this is <laughs> what we- are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> this is we do Keanu. It's a podcast that is the uh, celebration of Keanu Reeves' filmography.
2: The, the, I was going to say all things Keanu, but it's not all things. It's his films primarily. Yes,
1: it's his films primarily with other things about Keanu. <laughs> That's, our yes. That's our inroad. it's our inroad to
2: eventually at the end of this podcast. Brett and I are going to sit down with Keanu himself and reflect on every episode. Yes. He's going to critique our criticism of his filmography.
1: We're actually going to go through each episode and do a commentary with Keanu Reeves. I'm sure he has time to do that.
2: I'm certain he's paying close attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows about this podcast. He knows for sure. By now,
1: what is it? This is like the eighth episode, I think.
2: <laughs> not one has been published yet, but he not knows. He's, he's got. He's got a Google. By the time he hears this one. <laughs> he right? got what is that? Google warning? What is that thing? That, Google alert? Google alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that anybody who says one word about Keanu right, pops yeah. up <laughs> on his phone.
1: <laughs> so uh, last last time we were in here, we were talking about Parenthood. Oh, God, yes. Uh, which I thought was, we, we had a good time talking about that. No, I loved that movie. Me too. Um,
2: I loved that movie, and... Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to talk about Keanu in that movie because I don't want to talk about him in the <laughs> movie we're about to talk about. So,
1: so the movie that we are uh, <laughs> talking about today uh, is called, is from 1990, it's called Tune In Tomorrow. Tune Let, In Tomorrow. Uh, let's play the trailer really quick just because I Do don't it. think most people have probably
2: seen or mm-hmm. heard of this movie. No, because it's almost impossible to find. Yeah,
1: and there's some, there's some funny...
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, uh, a kiss video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go.
0: WXBU had the lowest oh ratings God. in Louisiana. I don't feel like but that is actually
2: ever even talked about in the I movie. There's, name. I mean, so he's excited to bring in someone water. who's got Jeez. high ratings, yes, the soap opera or we'll give him high ratings. Pedro. Like, this is considered a historical period drama. Really? That's what it says on oh. it Says on my Google thing. But it wasn't art.
1: You just copied word for word what we said. Mhm. That was good.
2: <laughs> but it wasn't art. Holy shit. I, I, I this this My clip audio doesn't make any sense. I mean, the trailer via audio makes no sense. But this movie it, it had a budget. I'm looking at the uh, the, the the little uh, Google uh, info. I guess Wikipedia info had a budget of eleven million dollars, and it <laughs> it made one point eight million. <laughs> it's a a major flop. Wow. It's a significant flop. And that explains why you cannot find this movie anywhere. Well, that and the fact that the movie's
1: real bad. Oh, really quick. Hold on. Uh, This is something we talked about in the trailer. Okay. Listen to the cast. Okay.
0: Elizabeth McGovern, John Larroquette, Keanu Reeves... Barbara Hershey
2: and Peter Paul. Excuse me,
1: sir. Okay, we can end it right there. Why
2: why would they put Elizabeth McGovern up so high? I don't even know who that is. I
1: know. So Elizabeth McGovern, John Larroquette, and Bug Henry are in the movie for all of yeah, they're, like three minutes maybe. No, a little bit more about ten but minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but
2: it's you know, it's a it's a what, a two hour movie. It, oh my yeah. God! What is this movie? Okay, okay. the movie feels <laughs> like a book. Okay, and it was based on a book, as far as I know. Was it? That's why I started searching here, and then I got, I got, I got off on a, lost my train of thought. Oh, it's Aunt a,
1: Julia and the scriptwriter. Right,
2: Aunt Julia and the scriptwriter, which makes sense. It feels like a book. It feels well, and it was also originally it's a book, uh, <clears throat> and a screenplay set in South America. Right. It's a, it was originally supposed to take place and I think they may have actually produced a foreign film of this or whatever it wasn't foreign wherever it was produced (laughs) but uh in Lima Peru right the the, the action's not supposed to be New Orleans it's supposed to be Lima right and that makes more sense for some of the peculiar behavior that's exhibited right it's it's okay so the 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 story is convoluted right like it's basically it's about keanu reeves is 20 he's a 21 year old kid who's a journalist at a local newspaper in 1951 yeah or not a like newspaper Oh no 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 a right, radio radio, a radio station. station he's radio like a producer station. or something or like no, a, but he's the the news he he, he focuses on the news right because he, he that when he's when the when the um station manager comes in and says we've hired this guy to come in he's initially like oh, you're not bringing in a news guy, are you? I do the news, right? Right. So he, he whatever. He's but it's a, arbitrary anyways, because <laughs> it never good, comes into play. <laughs> very good point. Um, but, it, but the fact that he's young, that's the significant yes. thing, right? He's 21. Yes. And y- you're right. The fact that he works at a news, y- you're right. Nothing to do with the whole thread going through the radio has zero to do with anything to do with what the movie's about, well, as far as I can tell. And so actually,
1: so we start off, where we have a guy that we fo- later find out is Peter, Peter Falk, Falk yeah. and he's typing furiously at a typewriter and then the building in Detroit he's in, in Detroit in Detroit the yeah. building he's in blows blows up. blows up
2: yeah but he walks out unscathed because that's what he is he's some kind of wildly enigmatic uh he's almost like player uh, he's supposed to be like a playwright but now the plays are on the radio so he's this you know very curious playwright who puts things on the radio yeah. and he's he's a super successful A radio play guy. That's part of why I feel like this makes better sense in South America. Because in America, even in America in 1950, it feels a little. I mean, TV already existed at that point, right? Right. So they're treating it like the radio is still the thing. Well, I mean, I guess it's still. You're right. No, it still is. I mean,
1: when did uh, when did Orson Welles do War of the Worlds?
2: I, that was, I think, around the same time. You're right. You know, it was the early 50s. Yes. Yeah, tell- but that's been blown up in, in history. Right. In t- retelling, right? That was still right. just a radio play. Nobody actually flipped out about that. Like that <laughs> yeah. that's, that's It's been well overblown. But, but you're right. You're right. Radio was more significant at the time. It's set in the right time frame. You're right. You're right. Although I think, really, the 30s and 40s were more... The sure. heyday. So this, and maybe that's the part that they're not—they're not really focusing on—is that like we're at the tail end of when the radio is running all, all things, and TV is about to kick in. And well, it's a—it's like yeah. trying to do a movie about journalism today, right? <laughs> like, right. To print journalism. What I mean,
1: today actually, that would be really interesting to see now. Sure. I mean, but so really, what the the main crux of the movie is is that let me hear you, what you say because I—I've got my own version that I was gonna say, but go go. Oh, okay. So. Uh, Keanu Reeves' character, Martin, Martin like, Loader or something like that. Why do you know that? Because you just watched it. Because I don't know. He's just
2: Keanu Reeves with the squeaky hair. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's Keanu Reeves, and he falls in love with a woman that he refers to as Aunt Julia, although they are not actually related. Yeah. That's like like,
2: she's an aunt by marriage.
1: Right. right? But she's,
2: like, 36 or 38, right? I think she says she's 35. Is that what she says, 35 think, yeah. and he's 21? Okay, yes. that's actually not as bad. For some reason, by later in the story, I thought she was 38 and he was 21. And I was like, that's going to get old for him in 10, 15 yeah. years, right? And she, when she points that out, when she's like, yeah. you know, in 10 years, I'm going to be 40-something. And, you know. Yeah. She's not wrong, right? No. Like, any... Or maybe
1: she was 38. Maybe she was closer to 40, but still. What do you
2: call that? A May-December romance? Like, yeah. Uh, any any one of those... Y- you're going to see it go sideways or it's right. going to, that age separation becomes fairly severe when one of them's pushing 60s, nope. 60s and the other one's only pushing and 30s. And their tits
1: start sagging down <laughs> <the> Exactly. <laughs> no, that's funny. I, I met,
2: um, when I was in graduate school, uh, there was like peripheral friends of my wife's family, uh, that were in a May, December relationship like that. The, 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 the husband was, maybe 36, 37, and, and his wife was, like, 65 or something. Uh-huh. And it was it was an extreme difference. I remember, like, kind of looking at the guy and thinking, man, he does not look happy, and he, and he didn't. Like, they wound up getting divorced not long after I met him. Yeah, it makes sense. And it was, But it was <laughs> peculiar. So, I mean, it does. Like, it, it, yeah. at some point, even if the excitement is there when you're both younger, everything's a gamble right. moving forward, right? And right. if you've got that much separation... You know, man or woman, whatever. It's it's a weird situation. Yeah, or it's well, going to get potentially weird if you have that oh, stretch yeah, of a yeah, difference, yeah. right? Well,
1: and I mean, a- as we get into it, I have a I have a lot of comments and questions about their relationship.
2: But well, yeah, real
1: okay. just really quick. So then, so Peter Falk comes in as like a new like, like yeah, okay. script writer, and then
2: it doesn't make any like the story feels like it's about Keanu and Barbara Hershey, right? Like this May December romance where she's part of the family so there's a taboo there Uh even though they're not blood relation and and they're trying to like keep their relationship under wraps kind of well the whole thing felt weird right because it starts with him chasing her and she's reasonably like yeah you're a kid leave me alone right? like and and he's got a schoolboy crush on her and then somewhere in there i felt like they just kind of hammered it in that they actually start to have feelings for each other, right? Oh, like,
1: that was the 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 main thing for me. is uh, for one, they have zero chemistry. Like Keanu well, Reeves and Barbara Hershey but, have but, zero chemistry
2: uh, in regards to like romance. In the, I don't. I mean, yes and no. Like by oh, the come end, on. by the end when they do wind up together, like I again, again every time. Keanu's in a little bit of a romance. Like like when he's making out with a woman on the screen and, and has that money. Motherfucker can do it. Yeah. Like he is in that moment, right? Like, and I felt that when they were like making out in the car or whatever that was. I actually felt that. I was like, that's good. I don't feel, I mean, I'm not going to argue that they don't have any chemistry because that, but nobody in this movie behaves like a human being. It's all like they're supposed to be. It's bizarre. It's like they're supposed to be Roger Rabbit, right? Like it's, it's animation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, for,
1: okay, so for one, Keanu Reeves, uh, it's set in Nolens, uh <laughs> as they say, uh, but Keanu Reeves is the only one that ever attempts to do a Southern accent, and it is rough. You're right. It well, is, no,
2: no, like the people at the radio station all do too, right? Uh, like the,
1: I mean, no. like No, okay, you're right, you're
2: right. Mm-hmm. But that's also because it's not actually supposed to be there. Like the script is written for Lima, and then for whatever reason, they put it in- I don't no, know why they but Keona
1: Reeves is going to have a Southern accent, why not
2: give other people a Southern accent too? I'm not it makes argue no with, not fucking sense. There's one thing that I'm going to argue with you about. <laughs> why <laughs> have right? it in New Orleans? Why have any of it? Why <laughs> why have any of this? Right? The, that, the whole, I think I wrote it down several times. What is this? <laughs> why is oh, this happening? Oh,
1: I, I wrote down in all caps in my notes, what the fuck, four times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because oh. And so, yeah, because yeah, yeah, there is no chemistry because – they're caricatures of people performing life and i feel like in some way, that was an intentional choice because did you notice that all of the radio actors, right? Because right. like he works so the, at a radio station, right? Because
1: meanwhile, Peter Falk is writing. They'll they'll cut away to clips of right. like the radio drama that Peter Falk's character is writing. Writing, yeah. Which and is the, what and where the cat comes in, yeah. And the characters and and Peter Gallagher. And he Peter didn't
2: Gallagher. get he didn't get high enough billing. I mean, sure. those those eyebrows they need, they need to get high billing all the time. <laughs> sure. Um, his eyebrows get his, his number top one yeah, <laughs> top
1: his eyebrows are number one on the call sheet every movie he's in <laughs> and in my heart yeah <laughs> uh
2: so i it's almost like the I don't it felt like I can see a version of reality where the director was trying to make a statement about the uh, performative aspect of all of life and all of the things going on, and Peter Falk is just this like enigmatic character in the middle who's able to translate it from reality to imagination. Well, he and almost back. seems
1: like a Greek, like a mythological right. Greek type character. You all know, all of it.
2: Like I can see like the seeds of some very interesting idea, and even the attempt to to uh, execute it in the, on the screen, but. Right, nowhere near it, right? Because like, he's he ends up
1: like writing, yeah.
2: the 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 story he's writing is beginning to parallel, sort of, has parallels to what's going on with Keanu and Barbara Barbara Hershey. Yes, and then he just deliberately starts. Then the second half, or at some point, he starts like facilitating. He, he's facilitating. He's 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 doing two roles, right? Like he's genuinely interested in helping Keanu win this woman. Like, he likes the romance. He's interested in, like, helping him, you know, this young, young man pursue his heart and open up to this woman and 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 win her over and 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 facilitate it for her too it's not like Mm -hmm. he's looking at you he wants to he seems to genuinely want to bring this love into the world and and be a part of it but he's also orchestrating it so he can steal directly from what's happening and put it into his radio play yeah verbatim Mm -hmm. verbatim Verbatim. eventually (laughs) it's verbatim no because even no because earlier in it's Kind of hinted at Like Keanu's not listening Necessarily But you right. hear But it, we he's kind of like Oh that sounds Well uh, but you, we as the audience We, we right. catch like little things that we've watched happen that we know Peter Falk saw suddenly show up in the radio play, which, by the way, is the most popular thing in all of New Orleans because every single person is glued to the radio. Yeah, it's like that scene (laughs) in Joe Dirt where everybody seems to be (laughs) listening to the... Exactly. (laughs) Everybody's listening to, like, Uh, K-Rock or whatever. What you mean is Joe Dirt stole it from this.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) I don't know how time travel works. Maybe somebody (laughs) popped back here and
2: popped forward in time. But the Peter Falk character, right? Like, what is happening? Oh, like, okay. Because so, then he's also like some master of disguises and, and he's, an he's like insane a insane person. Yeah. yeah, he, he uh, is like that's what I mean. It's like a cartoon. Like they're one of his to first be... lines
1: is Does do bears do big pootie in the woods?
2: <laughs> oh my god! Well, and he's supposed to be like a tough guy. Like they they show him like in the first radio radio, where the building gets blown up. Yeah. And the guy comes running in and he's like, We gotta get out of here. It's a bomb. And he just sticks his finger up, like, One second. I'm not done typing. Yeah. And, you know, he's supposed to be tough and rough and tumble. He shows up in Narland's. And uh, I have to say it like that now since you started Narlins. Narland's. Yeah. Nah. Nah. He shows up in Narlins. Narlins. Leon's. (laughs) And uh, and Kimma, like, punches him, right? Like, doesn't he, like, Oh, well, because he thinks he's uh, he think, uh, stealing he the thinks he's still, But, but he th- pummels him. That character would be like, I, I was expecting like a Harvey Keitel, like y- yeah. you can't fuck with him. But mm-hmm. he's just a cream puff, right? Like he yeah. gets kind of like knocked over, and he's just. But he's his by his character. He's just like, oh, come on, we're gonna go become buddies and do stuff. And, yeah, and he's also racist. <laughs> I have to. <that. laughs> what is the deal with the picking on the Albanians in this? And and I think they even own it at some point where he's like, it's just for effect. Like he doesn't cause at the end he's like, I'm going to start talking about some other group. And then he, he says, he
1: says it has to be somebody. It, it has, has to be someone. Like, why not the Albanians? Yeah. It's like, Oh, so you have to, you just have to hate on somebody. Well, <laughs> but
2: that makes better sense than what he's doing. Cause what is he doing? Like every, it, it's like a running oh. theme, a running joke through all of his, his radio plays. Every time they show a scene in there, some character, for no reason, denigrates the Albanians. Okay, so the, It feels like the kind of joke where you think it's funny while you're writing it, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. a room with a couple other guys, and you got on this little thing, and you're a little bit high. Yeah. And so every time someone says, it's the Albanians. <laughs> yeah, oh, it then, reeked of that. Yeah, and then it just does not translate. Well, one of my
1: favorite scenes in the movie is right after- Uh, Peter Falk and Keanu Reeves are they're like sitting down and then they like are walking at a diner or something and they walk off and they get like uh, accosted accosted. and he says are you of Albanian ancestry Yeah, and they're all like oh yeah why and he says well you've got your head up your asses dick lickers you scum sucking (laughs) Albanian douchebags get the fuck out of my way
2: (laughs) what what I don't get it. and why are there so many Albanians walking around the streets of New Orleans in 1951 to gang up on her? Yeah, right? was like, that like a thing? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think any of this it, the, the whole thing is supposed to be some weird caricature uh I don't know for what purpose, but cuz it's a eventually there's enough of an Albanian contingency in the in the town that they're going to blow up this radio they're gonna station. They're going to rise up. They're going to they're going to they're going to blow up the building. Yeah. And that's cuz and presumably that's what happened to him in Detroit, right? right? Like everywhere he goes, he starts picking shit with Albanians. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe it was a different race of uh, or ethnicity or nationality in it, Detroit. Maybe he was like picking on
2: You're right. You know. But uh, it, it Swedish. <laughs> what is the commentary that's being presented there? I, I don't get it. I don't I don't <clears throat> get it either. I have no idea. But in the meantime, Keanu... Is a burgeoning romance with uh his aunt, Barbara Hershey. Okay. Who's very fetching. I found her very attractive. No. I I okay. I find her very attractive. I I mean, yeah, she's dressed like a goofball in this okay. movie and she looks like an idiot. I
1: think Barbara Hershey is very beautiful. Right. In this movie I one of my one of the things I wrote down was why did they make Barbara Hershey look like a fucking clown? <laughs> because oh, the way they do her makeup oh, and just sure? looks like bright well, no, red I, I cheeks have to, and like her I gotta hair,
2: have, I got I have to give the caveat that the version of this movie that I was able to watch was genuinely like a poor VHS rendition that was uploaded onto YouTube. So I I had zero clarity of any scene. <laughs> like it looked. Fuzzy. It looked fuzzy. Like I don't know how much experience you had with rewatching and re-recording over on VHS tapes at the maximum six-hour length. Mm -hmm. You do that for a few months, and everything just looks watery. Right. So. I can't say that I understand exactly how clear that w- I I can appreciate that they have her dolled up like a moron. They right. they
1: they did not. The version I watched was pretty clear. It okay. was broken up into like seven different fifteen minutes. Maybe jumps. I should have done that, but I, I but don't it, know. I picked that one because it was the f- full movie and it looked clear. Decent. It looked
2: decent. Uh, okay, so, so okay, but I, they I'll
1: really that. did not go out of their way to make her look. Well, I think appealing. she's supposed to be.
2: I mean. I, I feel like they did make a genuine effort for the period aspect of it, right? Like, they're dressed, I think, appropriate, period appropriate. Like, yeah, but I she's mean, the only one that looks like that. Like, no. none of the other women in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. But well, I'm, like I'm thinking does. just the two of them, she and Keanu. Um, well, but she's also supposed to be kind of a tart, right? Like, hasn't she been divorced like four times? And she's just. Yeah. Like the the whole arc of her character is she's come back to town to just try and snag some guy with money so she doesn't have to yeah, worry. Yeah, but about
1: they it. make her looks the just her makeup alone is so bad. Yeah, like I feel like nobody nobody stopped in the middle of making the movie to be like, wait, does she look
2: like a person? Okay, because yeah. she doesn't look like a, she looks like. A okay. fucking clown. She looks like a clown. But maybe that's intentional again to make her stand out from the rest of the people, right? Like, is that not, the idea? I don't know. Maybe. But they did. Whatever. I, it's the, stupid. I mean, I, the I idea was stupid. It, they, was, it was not well executed. No, and I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the only real payoff thing I could see from a costuming perspective with the exception of Peter Falk dressing up and apparently at the end becoming the master of disguises and that's how he escapes is he's somehow now just unrecognizable once he like puts on a friar tuck outfit yeah it's bizarre <laughs> is, is Keanu because um, they, I, I, they make such an effort to make sure because Keanu at that point if anything if nothing else he is iconic for his hair being unkempt and wild, and he's a goofball. Yeah. And this character, he's very buttoned up, and his hair is squeaky, squeaky tight. So that and was actually super, something super, super like greased down and a yeah. sharp part. And at the very end, when all things come loose, and he's finally like throwing caution to the wind, and he's like, "Forget it. I just want to. I don't care how much it, it's. You know, whatever the the arc that they are." supposedly presenting of just like, no, no, I want to be with you. I'm in love with you. His hair is finally wild. And in <sighs> the last sequence, he's he's loosened up, right? Like, And he yeah. doesn't have that anymore. And that was the only thing I could catch that was... And it probably wasn't even intentional, right? Like, it's probably just like filming was the next day and he just hadn't got around to getting his hair done. <laughs> well, the, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just
1: speaking of Keanu, it's interesting to note that this is kind of like the first movie we've seen... In this, the course of this podcast, where he's not (laughs) playing Ted,
2: yep, you know what I mean, or some version, some version of Ted. uh, Yeah, there's no whatever. He's 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 restrained. He's not allowed to be goofy in the movie at all. Yeah, there's no part, there's no sequence. Even during the like the little training sequence where they're dating and they're fishing and hanging out, like even then he's like kind of a buttoned up kind of.
1: Yeah, because she's supposed to be the wild one right like he's supposed to be the like I don't know there (laughs) there were so many things that were irritating to me about this movie (laughs) from the go from from the go Uh, because for one I don't get okay so for one I don't know why they had to make it incestuous I don't know why
2: they had to like make it like the aunt and nephew I think it was just to add an obstacle right because it's not enough because it wasn't enough at some point once they had acknowledged that there was kind of some chemistry there, granted it wasn't pre- presented on the screen, but the characters develop as though they, uh, the story progresses as though there's chemistry. Yeah. There had to be more of an obstacle, because at that point, why not just start boning all the time? But being that she, because she was living with his actual uh, aunt. aunt, yeah, right? And so it's just weird. Right. Like, cause, cause there was also a comment that she hadn't seen him since he was like nine or something. So like, I mean, that's, that's weird. You, you flip those roles in that that's an uncle coming home and it's a 21 year old, uh, niece who's like into him that's gross people are gonna be really put off by that but so. the thing
1: is is that it doesn't ever really have much bearing on what's happening in the movie like there's you're one right. there's it, one scene where the dad comes and like flips out at Keanu and is like don't you ever see her and well, that's pretty much it
2: and it's unearned I mean because oh, yeah. you're right because even even in that other than like it being you know whatever it's supposed to be the 50s and so it's implied that everyone's super super conservative and buttoned up and this, this kind of thing doesn't happen but even in that, like, you could just be like, yeah, she's my hot aunt, and I've had a boner for her since I've noticed I have boners, and I'm going to pursue this because I'm an adult now. Go fuck yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the dad's the sheriff, so he gets to pull the gun on him or whatever that was, and like- yeah, he like chokes him. Yeah, uh, you're right. All of that. I mean, uh, that's why it was so Especially that there was cuz you, reason... you only see the
1: dad like one other time in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's
2: just, his role is exclusively to come in and beat up Keanu Reeves uh, And when he realizes Keanu's yeah,
1: interested in. Uh, and I don't think the other time that you see him at like the, the dinner table or whatever, I don't even think he
2: speaks. But this is why I don't. This is why it it plays like there is a deeper uh, Spanish language novel behind it where yeah. there is more exposition, more explanation of the the dynamics in the family. And, you know, uh, one of those, like, Lin... What, what's the name of that author? Fuck, I can't remember. Uh, you know, 100 Years of Solitude. Uh, um, I was about to say Lin-Manuel. Yeah. Stephen King. No. John, John Grisham. Where, where was where it a Grisham? Go, God, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but where <laughs> they have the sprawling generations after generations, and they describe the families. And so that yeah. when the action like that happens, you have as a reader, a better foundation to understand where the father's coming from and why the kid has such Right, you resistance. understand like
1: the dynamics between the different yeah. characters and stuff like that was, in this movie there's none of that none of because that. there's like, there's no
2: implication of it. Like it, they didn't even do like the effort of like showing like some sequence of events to be like and this is why you know the, the family's unit is like this and they've got all these expanded characters yeah. and this is the aunt who's you know like a a better movie would do well (laughs) and so we're complaining that this movie was done poorly
1: well okay so here's the thing too is all of this could be excused if the movie was funny because it's a comedy you're right But it's
2: listed as a drama here in fucking what is this on wikipedia it says comedy film so what is this is this just google info like oh yeah yeah, just google tomorrow historical period drama slash drama that Oof. that's not
1: right no <laughs> no cuz
2: it's it's completely it it's trying to be like a cartoon
1: yeah it's, it seems like it's trying to be who framed roger rabbit except without like without any animation, animation.
2: well but with like cuz the the again with the, the the cutaway the the cutaways to the to the, the radio right. drama mm-hmm. acting out the radio drama and right. again back to my comment about like the potential for them trying to make a commentary how everything is just performative the actors doing the voices did you catch that they were all adr and they were oh, yeah. adr to the characters that are actually performing in the yeah. performance aspect but bef- they are already adr the first time we see them and, wh- and so I was like, why are they ADRing this guy's voice in such a weird way? That's clearly not his voice. And why not just have the actors from? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except they went out of their way to make the people who are in the radio uh, uh, studio performing look like schleppy and goofy. And that's the whole point is they're supposed to be like this deep, beautiful people doing all these exciting things in the drama itself. And they're being played by these these four schlubs in, you know, and then the one sound effect guy who does all the sound effects at once.
1: (laughs) Uh, The first time they cut away to the radio, the like, Radio drama scene yeah, yeah. is was so jarring
2: for me. Uh-huh. I was like, "What? What the fuck am I
1: in right me now?" Too. <laughs> exactly. Like
2: it's it's so poorly handled. Done. Yeah, yeah, it's done so bad. Cause, uh, same with me. I was like, "Are we now? Are we? Is this a subplot that is gonna? T- what is happening?" There's a wedding, and there's characters that are over the top. More so than the characters we've already been introduced to, yeah. like
1: what is or happening, or is it like a Fargo season three thing where at the beginning <laughs> there's they're at like the right. the concentration camp and then it doesn't really come back into play later? It's just there to kind like of fuck that. with you. Yeah, um,
2: yeah, maybe it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, but it turns out it was just poorly done. <laughs> oh, it's just poorly done. Yeah, I was there. Was there anything about this movie that you liked?
2: Hmm. Not really. <laughs> I, honestly, not really. Like there, I, I, that, that was my takeaway at the end. I was just like, that's why I texted you. I was like, dude, you're gonna have a hard yeah. time with it was, this movie because it does. Keanu's not. I like. I kept finding myself going. Well, how do I even look at this through the lens of Keanu? Right. Because right. it, it, it really is such a throwaway movie from his history. That I can't imagine he's gone back to revisit it once, right?
1: especially like, where it takes place in the context of his yeah. oeuvre, right? Sure, yeah. Because this is the year after Parenthood, <coughs> two years after Bill and Ted, right? I mean, at this point, he's, what's what's the next big one
2: after this? Like Point Break. The next. Our next <clears throat>
1: episode is Point Break, right? So this is between Bill and Ted,
2: Parenthood, and Point Break. Yeah, right. And so, it's his. I mean, it's his first like, arguably leading man role. Right. Like he is the love interest. The story revolves around him. It yeah. really revolves around yeah. him. Yeah. Barbara Hershey's actions are peripheral. But
1: you're forgetting the night before, because the <clears throat> night before You're right. He was a the like singular you're right. and, man in that.
2: Yeah Yeah, you're right. But that's I guess his first attempt at more drama, right? Like even though this movie is a comedy, he He's is supposed to be the straight a straight man. Yes. Right. Like in, in the morning after he's supposed to be the goofball, right? right? Like, he was supposed to... I don't want to go back into that movie. Like, it's, we're gonna, it is, I feel like we're uh, going to go back to that movie a lot. <laughs> it is a wonder, though, that his. F- these are his two big, you know, f- arguably his big roles at this point, where it's just him, he's... Well, not just him, but it's centered on him primarily, and he's not... The movie itself's not working. Like, he, Oh, yeah. He, he, does a, he does a fine job in The Morning After he does an acceptable job in this and I don't even really put it on him because I can't imagine what the fuck was he supposed to do, right? Like, yeah. his direction was probably you're in love with this woman, mm-hmm. go. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, there was like very little beyond that to work with. Well, and I think what we,
1: like, kind of looking forward a little bit, I think what we might end up finding is that Keanu might be, go like, it kind of depends on who he's paired up
2: with. 100%. I because absolutely th- agree with thinking
1: that. Thinking of, like, the next big yeah. ones, like Point Break, Patrick Swayze, obviously, he's paired up with Patrick Swayze, My Own Private Idaho, River
2: Phoenix, yeah. I mean, And I'm going uh, to say this, I haven't, I haven't revisited those two movies, uh, 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 My Own Private Idaho, I, th- I haven't seen it since the early 90s. I've never seen it. And Point Break, I've seen... I don't think I've seen it since it's been at least four or five years. I think since I've watched it, um, it's not a great movie. Right? You it's, shut the fuck up right I, I, now I'll it's fun. fucking It's kill you. <laughs> I, I fucking love it, but oh okay, you're right. I mean, it's fucking great, but it's it's stupid as fuck. Right? I and mean, it's
1: not like I mean, yeah. I mean,
2: it's I, my point is is he's not going to be super great. I, my my takeaway, my memory of Keanu in this movie in Point Break is you know, he's kind of stupid, and my memory of him in uh, My own speed oh. is—he's eh, all right. Like, well, the, I, I thought what you were about to say is we may find that Ken is just not that great an actor, and no. I think—I mean—that that's not on thats not—that's fair. He's not that great of an actor. He has shown more growth than I expected to experience through the beginning of these yeah. first, however many movies we've watched now. Like, I by by morning after, I was like, "Shit, this guy's actually." trying this guy's actually got something there I can see why he continued on right and even in this right Mm -hmm. he does enough with what he's given like those scenes where it's just he and Barbara Hershey yeah they do connect enough right like I I I follow what you're saying the chemistry's not fucking it it doesn't match the level of commitment and intensity that they're expected to display let me
1: clarify that okay just a little bit because I there's we're never really given a good reason why either of them like each other. Well, I feel like there is for him a, l- a little bit in in so much as that she's supposed to be this like free spirit wild child Have type. Have
2: you never had a crush on an older member of your family like that? Have you never like you, I I've had cousins that were like my my great cousins or whatever my my uncle's cousins who are connected by marriage who I was just like, yeah, she's Fucking beautiful, right? Like you just kind of have a thing, right? There's something mysterious about just the older woman, and she's in your periphery because it's, you know, nominally family, so you're around them. I, <clears throat> so I, I feel the, like the fact I feel that that like she that's... also
1: looks like a clown in the movie. <laughs> but, well, yeah, okay, she's not. Okay, it's okay. not
2: like they're like she's, she's not, Barbara Hershey, dude. You know she looks good, right? No, like I, whether or not they've presented her on screen that way, you know, he. Being a kid who's seen her a handful of times in his life, he's like, Yeah, that's my hot aunt. I don't,
1: I don't buy my it. Hot, dude. My hot aunt's coming back to
2: town and she's single and I'm finally a man. I'm going to make a play here. I don't
1: fucking. Well, there. so there's a difference between just like thinking she's attractive and being like, I am totally in love with you. Like, I'm willing to like throw yeah, it all away and, and, and run away okay, with you. Okay, that's the
2: other thing is it felt like this movie made in 1990 was it was trying to do some kind of throwback to the 1940s style screwball comedies, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was the intentional direction given given every character and every actor in in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Peter Falk if if you took that character and put him in a Marx Brothers film from the mm-hmm. 40s maybe or or some attempt at a Marx Brothers ripoff in the forties, mm-hmm. he'd make perfect sense. All of their behavior makes perfect sense for those screwball comedies, black yeah. and white from, you know, forty five.
1: I mean even from like the seventies, I mean like <clears throat> like something like airplane or like No,
2: but those are but those were like over the top every second is just laced with just puns and, and gags. I'm talking screwball comedies like I I don't know, duck soup or something, right? That's what this movie felt like. That was the other note that I took was like, this feels like they're trying... Intentionally oh, I, to I, make like I a meant screwball. Just Peter Falk's character. Okay. Like, oh I, yeah, Peter Falk. You're right. He is like out of airplane. He yeah. is like out of Kentucky Fried Movie.
1: Yeah, like he his character could fit in to something like yeah. that. Not the whole. Not like every character, but, but just the rest his of them. Specifically.
2: Like all the people performing yes. in the radio mm-hmm. studio, Keanu, and even the way Keanu and Barbara Hershey's characters fall in love. It's like a. It's like a movie from the '40s where like yeah. you don't like where back then it was mm, it was it was the 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 style directors had to use because you weren't allowed to show certain things on camera right or on screen they were just just whatever the decency things would keep it from, from right. being visible so it's like they're trying to recreate that sense yeah. in a modern show in a modern movie and so that's the yeah. way i took that caricature of them falling in love because you're right like they're just like moving from scene to scene and like now we are in love and now there's a reason we're connected and we have to infer it as an audience because again back in the, the time frame when this is trying to ape, yeah. that would make sense because that's the best you could do to show you have to do everything by innuendo and by suggestion yeah, but I don't even really feel like they did a good they, job of that. They didn't do a good job. That's right? what I'm saying is I feel like that's what they were trying to oh, do. Oh, yeah. And they did yeah, a yeah. terrible job of they it. They were trying to do uh, – they w- they seem to be trying to do uh, quite a few different things. Yeah, and yeah, We keep saying they. Is this even people who went on to do other
1: so, things? So, uh, John – John Emile? Emile. He – I mean, one movie that he did that I like is Copycat. With uh, yeah. um, Summersby wasn't bad. Holly actually. Hunter and Sigourney Weaver. I
2: actually liked Summersby too. And the Man Who Knew Too Little is actually pretty funny. <laughs> the Man Who Knew Too Little is pretty good. So, yeah, no, but I mean, the point is he made a bunch of movies. So yeah, and uh, I mean, none of these are like amazing. Film. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, whatever.
1: Entrapment, The Core, Entra- God, the fucking Core. Fucking entrapment. <laughs> I don't know what the Core is. It's with Aaron Eckhart, and they have to go and shoot a nuclear bomb at the core of the Earth to get it going again because it's the core I that is dying. was
2: a fever dream that actually was a movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway um
1: <coughs> yeah so yeah john Emile Am- uh, directed it i don't know who a couple mario vargas loisa wrote, wrote and it. william boyd wrote it well
2: mario Luisa vargas is the the author as well right oh yeah yeah
1: okay so that's weird. That's
2: what I'm saying is I, it, it feels like, like I, my guess is when he wrote a uh, Spanish language version of this screenplay and it was my guess is had this remained in whatever South American mm-hmm. film production company area existed at the time. Like it would have been more it would have it would have I think it would have worked better. Right. Like it wouldn't have had whatever touches John Emil brought to it and, and the, the things that got warped by trying to Americanize the story and Americanize the approach. I mean, why even have it in Nolens? That's what I mean. All yeah. of the stuff that like clearly someone like the script existed. The, the, the story exists. But why, the script why not existed. just have it
1: like in L.A.? You know what I mean? Like why not have it in New York or
2: something like that? you're right i don't know i don't it must have just been for for the cost of filming right because yeah maybe but is it even is i don't remember Was there anything distinctly filmed that 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 needed to be was there anything that was for sure in louisiana right like i I mean i don't think so (laughs) other than
1: like just like the scenery you know but is
2: that even that like i mean there's a lot of times movies will just go do like a day's worth of shooting or B-roll right, and yeah. get enough so you get and a then taste the rest of whatever. Sta- yeah. Or a sound yeah. stage, <laughs> Yeah, or up in fucking to- Ontario or yeah, something. Yeah, right? Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so
1: that... There was... You're
2: right. The point is this could be set more anywhere. or less anywhere. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, not, it's not even critical to the story. Right. Oh, except for the blues, right? Because like, it wasn't one of the... One of the the perf- they kept showing the performers and it was like Quentin oh, Tarantino oh. or somebody, right? Yes, it, that was the
1: so that was my one good thing is one of yeah, my the okay. things I liked about it is yeah. the music in the movie was fucking rad. It was rad. It was You're great. Right.
2: It it just it, at that point it was just washing over me because I'm just yeah. like I just want this movie ending and I don't I don't need a sequence of music playing.
1: Yeah, and I do I like movies set in the 1950s. I think the f- 1950s is a fun It surprises me yeah i just i don't know i i like it like uh yeah i just think it's fun i like the cars of the 1950s a lot for sure yeah so
2: maybe that was it maybe it was just an opportunity to get to driving yeah yeah i think setting in the 50s was going back to the like screwball comedy aspect like they wanted that to feel more natural like a screwball screwball comedy approach well it also had to be the radio drama right like Right. Yeah, it had to make sense. Yeah. I mean,
1: doing it yeah. But I mean, I, I like that era, so th- I thought it was fun just to see some it, of the 1950s There was stuff, potential. The movie had potential, sure. it
2: f- so did not deliver on yeah, any executed of Executed its... very poorly. Every very poorly. everything, almost everything about it is I, I, poorly done. Yeah, and I'm trying to like pull it back. Like even pacing Pacing's horrible. <laughs> horrible dude (laughs) the editing is rough okay so like like i said the sound design (laughs) is rough i had
1: to watch it in seven 15 minute chunks and by the third one i was like i can't believe i have to watch four fucking more 15 minute chunks of it that is insane i was i was
2: like upset i was upset and this goes to okay and i i almost (laughs) almost said this before we started recording but i wanted to catch this on on tape oh okay um we're rolling are we going? Did we Oh, we started? Yeah, we started. <laughs> Shit. Uh <laughs> erase everything I said because guys. I got to start over. Okay, welcome to
1: We do Keanu. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Red Badazzan.
2: And uh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh at some point what oh, cuz I was trying to hassle you into recording it last night. To, oh, that's to, right. To yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. last night. And that was 90% just cuz I was I knew I was going to be bored last night. <laughs> but um um and your comment of like this is the kind of movie that you and I need to watch together oh, yeah. next time. I agree. Like for this sure. would have been a lot of fun to watch in a room with you at the same time. <laughs> yes. My only coffee out there is how are we supposed to know ahead of time <laughs> if the movie's going to be like that? Well, so there <laughs> there mean, might not be any more moving forward that really fit that bill. Well, I think I think the only benefit of like uh Point Break being the next one and and then the rest of his filmography for the most part is like it's not gonna be like this is almost unwatchable, right? Yeah. This like, one this is this is as close to unwatchable as any movie since flying, for sure. But I mean I've said it you know, I've said it no, before. Prince of, Prince of, <laughs> of, like, of Pennsylvania, yeah. Actually, just, I liked Prince of Pennsylvania more than this. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> for sure. This is the worst one this we've watched. This is the worst one. Uh,
2: I just realized that. This is the a, bottom. A
1: pretty large margin. <laughs> like uh like even more than like the the night before to me like the night before and Prince of Pennsylvania were the ones that were the hardest to get through.
2: They were their pacing was weird. There's nothing compared to this. No,
1: yeah, this was like,
2: what the fuck? Rough. It was yeah. so fucking. It was it was like tough I took to like a through. page and a half or about a page of notes and, um, like the beginning. Okay, w- w- <laughs> why? The opening of the movie, right? Like they show the bomb mm-hmm. in Detroit, and then right. it cuts over to New Orleans, and then that's when the movie's gonna start. The credits were voiceover. Wait, Do you what? remember this? Do you remember this? They didn't have like a rolling screen of like where you know normally the the opening sequence has like how oh, did I miss Monk, this? You're Barbara kidding. Hershey, Keanu Reeves. No, it was it was a radio announcer doing like the stuff in the trailer but he's saying it so there's mm. no letters on the screen it's just him saying no. the credits that would normally cuz he even says produced by so and so written by so he's introducing the movie like a radio play back to my my entire like the, this was intentional they were trying to do this farcical sh- viewing of reality showing like the world is a play we're all just players in a play mm-hmm. so much so that its opening is a voiceover by a radio announcer suggesting that we are just watching a play unfold a radio drama. Yeah. Which I mean, listening
1: to could be cool handled properly. (laughs) It
2: would have been great. It would, it would be an interesting artistic choice.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it was like the type of thing where it was like, we're trying to, we're, we're commenting on like the, you know, the role of art or, Mm or, Oh, how like when Peter Falk talks about like how reality and art feed off each other essentially yeah. is what he like says. Like if they were trying, if they were m- actually making a movie about that, yeah, about how yeah, or doing life it imitates art and vice versa.
2: Well, because yeah, that's clearly what they're doing with those opening sequence being read by a radio announcer like that. That's what he's trying to do. But even that early in, you know, the movie's been rolling for, you know, a minute and a half at that point with the, with the preamble. Yeah, I can already tell this is not that right. Like it's already like, what the fuck is happening? Because it ain't what you think is happening. Yeah, as and and how do you how do you edit all that together? Put all that together. Have a screening and not go, oh yeah, no, we're really missing the mark. We need to re-edit this and and make it a little something else somehow make else. Make it funnier. Make it funnier or drop that whole conceit and come up with a more tangible way to to shi- shift between the world of reality and the world of the radio play and give up right. this attempt at, at crossing over because we missed the boat. Yeah. there.
1: I mean, yeah, there was a, a lot that was kind of, there was a lot going on <laughs> that... that,
2: the Okay. It's like he was trying to juggle too much and he just didn't do it, right? Yeah. I mean, he tried. I, I'll give him that. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's interesting that he tried. I mean... Yeah. I'll give him... I, sure. I'll say that. If you, you ask, like, is there anything I liked about it? I liked the effort, right? Like, the, it was very... If it was like his first movie or his second movie or something it was the second movie was it really Mm -hmm. oh well that's a that's a pretty i mean that's a pretty meaty thing to try and do in your second movie i would assume i mean so and
1: when i was watching it uh, i mean this is i i guess kind of nice something nice to say about about it as i was watching it i never thought i'm not gonna
2: have something to say about this uh, I did I was worried oh, really? I was really worried I was just like I don't know about this thing man I, all I can say is I don't want to watch it again
1: yeah I mean there, there was like there was a couple of lines that I thought were funny uh, oh and also when I thought <laughs> I wrote down <laughs> at the end you know when there's like they're building up and uh, Peter Falk puts the gun to his head and then you hear the gunshot I was, I wrote down did he just fucking kill himself <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, because it goes real dark all
2: of a sudden, and then it's.
1: Yeah. Oh, and so, because he had a couple of lines that I thought were funny. The, the ones of, does a bear do a big pooty in the woods? Uh, that one. I didn't. Uh, I was just, oh, they were just so. Oh, uh, I agree. Bonkers. The uh, other one that I liked was, uh, does a frog have a waterproof ass? <laughs> I. It's so, but it,
2: it's it so makes, bad. It's, it's really, really bad. bad. It just makes me like, what are they doing with this what why oh. is what is Peter Fox supposed to be and he's such a weird looking guy too like yeah. with his, his eye and his yeah rah. uh
1: oh I also I wrote down that I i I lost interest every 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> and actually too the other thing you know we're we've kind of been talking about the stuff that we think would make the movie better and one thing that i thought would make it better is if you flip the perspective of it to make it a movie about julia is that barbara hershey yes yeah yeah uh, i agree make a movie about julia yeah and have it kind of be like a reverse lolita type thing
2: yeah like i would i would much or rather follow sp- her like what is she yeah, going through because she has
1: that like interaction with her sister or whatever that she's yeah. staying with which her sister's like you're never going to grow up are you and she's yeah. like no i guess not and
2: yeah and there's like a heartfelt moment you're like oh yeah are we supposed to care
1: and in the context <laughs> of another movie like yeah. a movie about her like learning about herself and he, like in le- that
2: is, like she's at a real moment and like kiana's 21 this is a bullshit right. moment in his life she's at a real like she's like i'm three times divorced, I'm pushing 40. I got nothing, this is 1951. The pressure to live in a very specific way is pretty severe. And
1: a a movie about that, about a a woman in her 30s who is like a free spirit and trying to be true to herself and doesn't want to get tied down. And all this stuff, and you know, starts an illicit affair with her younger like right. nephew. Yeah, could be a very interesting dra- dramatic yeah, and movie. and have
2: have the affair just be like, yeah, I'm gonna get me some young dick, and then actually have feelings for this kid, and then develop an and actual be, relationship. And be yeah, confused that would be by it, yeah. and feel a million, you know. And and there's that scene in the car where she like agrees to stay with him, and she's like, "Give me five years, just give me five years, and then we'll check back in." Like, yeah. I, even that part like you can feel that at least maybe barbara hershey herself giving herself like what's my background where am i coming from because i do feel that sense of urgency and kind of awareness aware that she knows more about what's really coming than Keanu does right and still willing to just go for it anyway right right? like that that's part that's why i pushed back when you said there's no chemistry like that scene like when they're when they're having their like connection in the in the backseat of the car is like, eh, I buy this, right? Like, it's it's a window of a different movie, but yeah, taken apart, like, as, like, a, a scene you could do in acting classes or something, you can do a lot with that. Like, yeah. it's not bad. All right. And they don't do... It's not bad what they do with it, right? Like, it works. It just doesn't work for the movie. It doesn't work for right. what they've done to get there, but... And maybe it's just in comparison to all the other bullshit that's been going on. It <laughs> looks good. It comes right. across, you know... Reasonably yeah. thought out, reasonably heartfelt. You know, I feel a connection. And again, Keanu's, he has a, a magnetism about him. Sure. That just works. Like, I, right. my guess is every woman who he's acted in a scene like that with walks away feeling like, yeah. I, I want to fuck this guy. <laughs> he, I, but, but some flavor of that, of just yeah. like, no, this guy. He gets it. He, he this guy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> he fucks, dude.
1: If we've learned anything about Keanu Reeves, at no, this but point, well, we're we're talking fucks. about like
2: she's like a Blanche Dubois character, right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And do, I, do they reference that in? They there? do. Yeah, okay. that's right. I, okay, because that's that's exactly what it is, and that's with yeah. the with the cartoonish makeup. That's what they're doing, right? Like, have you watched the Streetcar Named Desire? Do you know that character? I've watched she's, a streetcar named Marge. Okay, she Blanche is. <laughs> losing it, right? Yeah,
1: she's I, I too know old, the story. Right, yeah, she's yeah.
2: too old, and that's that's she, she is Barbara Hershey's is intentionally doing that same. Mm, I'm sorry, the character that she's playing is supposed Julia. to be Julia. Is supposed to be reflections of Blanche DuBois, right? And so that's that's I think that's where they're going with the the overblown makeup. It's an attempt to be like accentuating that she recognizes she's losing her youth. And she's trying to uh, make herself appealing in a way that comes across across comic. I'm, dude, I'm doing my best to give these guys intentionality. No, dude, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I,
1: I don't. I, I, fe- I, I, one hundred percent believe that they threw that on her, and they're like, she looks good. <laughs> The make, I think the makeup person, and she's person, all, I did okay, all right, all right. Or or perhaps Barbara Hershey was like,
2: I'm gonna do my own makeup. No, Barbara Hershey's not a fucking moron. She would know better. Well, she would know better that yeah. I mean, it, this was, I mean, this was like her grandmother, right? She's she's seen pictures of her grandmother. Yeah. She's watched her grandmother walk I guess, around. I
1: guess. But I <laughs> I don't believe it was an artistic choice. I think they do. They were trying. I think they were trying to make her look hot, and they failed miserably. That's what I think. Okay,
2: because yeah, um, I and, and and maybe this is just my age speaking. I thought she looked good. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking loser! <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I got, I just, just just a handful of those actresses that just kind of always have done it for me like that. Like, uh, okay, I, <laughs> I think Barbara Hershey
1: is goddamn beautiful. I really do. I think yeah. Barbara Hershey is a, a great actress. Uh, I think she's very no, beautiful. I feel
2: like she she didn't get to do enough, right? Like I'm, I'm I can only think of a couple things that she was in, and I always really enjoyed her. I always just thought she was perfect.
1: Yeah. Um, I and mean, this ain't one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, there. Yeah. There's, I mean, Hoosiers is the thing, right? Like she just is perfect for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hoosiers, and then she was. I mean, the right stuff. Oh, um, that's right. She's
2: one of the wives, isn't she?
1: Yeah. Uh, the Last Temptation beaches. I mean, she's been yeah, obvi- obviously she's been Oh, a lot she was of that.
2: the the Last Temptation of Christ? Yeah. She's the she's Mary Magdalene, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, God, yeah, I yeah.
1: just watched that last Easter. Oh, and she was in, uh, of she was in Black Swan. Um I forgot about that. Yeah, forgot mm-hmm. about that movie. I can't, <laughs> get, I can't wait till we get to that on this Keanu Reeves podcast. You can't wait. Uh, um anyways, yeah, so this was a bummer. This movie was a bummer. It was a bummer to watch. Uh, It was a bummer that we waited two weeks to review it. I know. (laughs) I know. But the cool thing is that we are finally in the, we are finally about to enter the era of Keanu Reeves, movie star. Yeah,
2: the '90s, and I. Keanu am Reeves, so fucking excited. Keanu Reeves fucking owned the '90s, bro. Oh yeah, he like people think Bruce Willis owned the '90s? No, bro. No fucking Keanu Reeves. Owned it was the Keanu 90s, Reeves, bro.
1: I mean, cause we got we got a we, the next the next three
2: weeks. I'm so You think it was all about Ben Stiller. No, bro. It's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, the sorry.
1: shut the fuck up about Ben Stiller. It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I I. <laughs> I am so fucking excited <laughs> yeah. about the next three movies. Actually, <laughs> actually, okay, the next four movies on our list, I'm really excited
2: about. Wait, cause, what? Okay, because you already said Point Break, My Own Private Idaho, what, what, and then and then Speed. Those three no, in a no, row.
1: No, no, no. So we got Point Break, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey.
2: Oh, that's next. After that,
1: that's next. Whoa. After that, then My Own Private Idaho, and then Bram Stoker's Dracula.
2: Oh no! And I, I am not looking forward to that.
1: I, I, okay. I am very much looking forward to that because, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But it's
2: okay because <laughs> all I remember is thinking this movie is fucking stupid. L- listen, listen to the next.
1: Uh, listen to the directors that he's. <laughs> listen to the directors that he's working with over the next few movies. Uh, Catherine Bigelow uh-huh. in, in Point Break, obviously, and, and then. Jim we have uh, Gus. Oh no, Gus Van Sant.
2: I always get those two
1: fucking mixed up in Francis my head. Francis Ford Coppola, and then we have Kenneth Branagh.
2: Whoa, I, whoa, 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 whoa! No, okay, but *Bogus Journey* is not Francis. No, Ford that's Coppola. Peter. That's Peter Hewitt. <laughs> uh, okay, you just left him out because he's not the name, like the yeah, guy. Okay, yeah, I mean, he made *The Borrowers*. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Peter Hewitt from *The Borrowers*. <laughs> of *The Borrowers* bar- fame? That's Francis Ford Coppola did that fucking Dracula movie, didn't he?
1: Yes. And which I'm excited to talk about because Francis Ford Coppola has been in the news recently of like shitting all over Marvel movies. Oh god, that's right. And we are about to talk about his foray (laughs) into
2: into into garbage. (laughs)
1: Into cinema and uh
2: yeah. So No, uh, he was already into cinema. That's like Dracula is not the example. No, I know, but like (laughs) <laughs> no I meant I meant, it's, I meant it's our for for like
1: we're, oh, for us yeah we're gonna be oh, watching God, a real right. director even, directing real even, cinema even
2: Catherine Bigelow at that time wasn't <laughs> wasn't wasn't the no. wasn't the, the shit that she is today huh
1: but I th- it's one of those things where I love when directors like Martin Scorsese and like Francis Ford Coppola, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. these guys are like, no, cinema's so my art and and all this stuff. And well, then it's I, like, I
2: have no problem with people being artists. What's your problem with artists? Because, especially being a director is probably one of the most difficult art forms to, to master. Because, so I'm not going to fucking because, have a problem with no, someone no, no, being no, no. pretentious about that form of art. No,
1: I have a problem with people being pretentious because they also have the ability
2: to make pieces of shit okay i i yeah i they shouldn't so shitting on something else is that there's no you, reason yes. for them to be shitting on it. i agree if you want to disparage a movie
1: that's like a specific movie because it wasn't executed properly be, because it wasn't executed in the way that you think movies should be executed go fuck yourself not yeah yeah no so, like you're right that is yeah if you're, right. francis, ford coppola, yeah, that's if you're francis ford coppola and saying that a movie like uh captain america the winter soldier yeah. Or, like, uh, Thor Ragnarok doesn't have like artistic oh, fuck merit, you. then no, I, go I, fuck I, yourself I, when uh, you're making movies like
2: Jack. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100%. No,
1: I get it. I, I, or my, The Godfather Part three. three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if what? you're making Bram Stoker's Dracula, he made The Godfather Part Three, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Jack all, all in right in a row. row, yeah. And you're gonna shit. On Marvel movies because they're not made in the way that you think movies should be made. I really, fuck I
2: really can't comment because I didn't read any of that. All I've heard is people talking about it, so I don't know what he said. I, I've heard a little bit. I, I can appreciate. I thought he was just commenting or piggybacking off of. He was off of, uh, the he, other guy's. Comments. He doubled down, a cent- So like, which is interesting because honestly, of the two of them, at least Scorsese, he's never made a sequel. I mean, technically, he's made a bunch of the same movie and they're a little bit different flavors, but they're not sequels, right? Like right. His cinema verite is at least a little bit more intact than fucking Francis Ford Coppola. Right. I mean, whatever, I, whatever. I'm excited. So that's, I'm very excited. There's no that. need to talk like that, right? Like, yeah. it would be more interesting, I would rather think throw one at him and see what he does with it. It would be interesting oh, yeah. to see what he does with one, yeah. right? I, mean, I bet he would make it kind of cool. I bet he, he could. I bet he could. I mean, didn't he do, full, isn't Full Metal Jacket his too, or is that, no, that's no, uh, it's Kubrick. That's Kubrick, yeah, see, again, <laughs> Gus Van Sant and uh, 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 J- James Jarmus. James Jarmusch, they get like mashed up in my brain in the same way that Stanley Kubrick and Francis Ford Francis Coppola get, Cupola, get fucking Kubla? mashed up in my brain.
1: Um, <laughs> but that's why I'm excited to talk about Dracula, is because it's Francis Ford Coppola, and I'm excited to talk
2: about- You're excited about Gary Oldman, let's just be frank. You're always excited about Gary Oldman. Oh, Oh, yeah. You want to turn this into the Gary Oldman podcast. He's my my fate.
1: (laughs) I love Gary Oldman. Everything he does. Oh, when he played Winston Churchill, I just got a huge boner and just an jizzed asshole. all over the place. <laughs> I, it,
2: <laughs> he, he actually would be an interesting actor to do a similar filmography with. Like, yeah, I'm if he wasn't a Tucker's, piece of shit. Well, but I didn't, we didn't know he was a piece of shit until a couple of years ago. I mean, he made a fuckload of movies. That, yeah. You know. Anyway, but yes, that's why I'm excited
1: to talk about Bram
2: Stoker's <laughs> Dracula. That, that is, for the record, part of why we're talking about Keanu, because for all... All intents and purposes, and for all awareness that we have, he is not a piece of shit. He's not a piece of shit, and he's run the gamut. Like a lot, we're Mm
1: -hmm. that's and that's kind of up to this point. All the movies have been more or less the same type of movie. You know what I mean? Uh, Kind of like teen comedies, teen dramas. Like you know what I mean? Like it's
2: it's a little more varied than than I thought it would be, but they're not.
1: Good, but, but <laughs> what what I'm, what I'm getting at is that we're gonna be moving into a lot more variety because he's gonna once he's he becomes a star. star, yeah, he's now yeah. a star. Like once he becomes forward. a star, we're gonna be having. So
2: I think Point Break really is the star turn for him. I think like people knew him; he was you know he was he was he was uh, uh just like tabloid a, level popular. Yeah. By now. Yeah. But I think after Point Break all bets are off. Like he's not walking around a mall anymore. Right. Like right. That's he's he's crossed over to that point where you, you you don't go out in public without being recognized. Right. Because I mean, this yeah. Point Break is huge. I mean, it was huge. I I I've already relayed this anecdote, but it's the first movie that I really got to go down on a woman. <laughs> First, that's the, the first episode. That was. Oh, did I talk about it there? It's, yeah. the, it's the first I'm, thing we recorded. It's, it's <laughs> all I think about, more or less, every day of my life. Is that I, I I was able to make a woman climax while watching that movie with my mouth, and it was one of my favorite turns of events. Well, so. oddly enough, is this movie makes me climax every time I see it <laughs> with your
1: mouth. Yes, with my own mouth. <laughs> um,
2: so, and, and if that woman's listening, uh, you know, please don't break my. Uh, uh, if, if you didn't actually climax, please just let me live in my own yeah, delusion. Hey, it seemed on. like she really enjoyed herself. Yeah, come on. Don't.
1: Come Sounds on. There's like, <laughs> a bunch of
2: hot dudes on screen, and I'm licking her puss. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to hear more about that story next week. I'm just going to talk about it constantly. In uh, fact, you're going to have to cut this off,
1: and I'm going to be mid-Cunnilingus story. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also going to have a guest. On Point Break, are we? Or, which I'm excited about. Who are we bringing? Uh, you told me this from but I don't uh, the the other eavesdrop podcast, Genuine Wrestle Boys. Uh, oh. our, our good friend Derek Oster. Yeah, because we'll we'll talk more about it on that episode. But I, was. <laughs> you went uh, down on Derek. I went minute. down on Derek. <laughs> I was the first person to ever make him come. <laughs> God damn I introduced him to Point Break. Oh. Uh, he had never seen it, and then terrific. like terrific like five or six years back maybe even more than that yeah like six or seven years ago we were just hanging out and uh we were gonna like watch a movie or something and,
2: and you're like hey bro have you watched point break and he's all what's that bro
1: i think I th- he knew what it was but he had never
2: seen it and sure. i was like you've never seen point break and was like when when i admitted i'd never watched a fast and furious movie to you uh, no, it's different because Point.
1: Because Point. He's the same age as me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, somebody being my age and not having seen Point Break yeah, I, yeah, is yeah. bizarre to me. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, maybe we. I mean, you've already set this up with Derek, right? Yeah. Maybe we should try and find a woman to come in too and give like, because it's it's a real broy movie. That's a good point. I, I don't know. I, we could talk about it off air. I just, I, 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 why not? Let's just fill the studio and just fucking go to town on how much we love this movie. Because I can't imagine anyone's going to hate this movie. That's true. Maybe we could find someone who hates the movie. Let's bring them in and attack them. <laughs>
1: well, funny enough, this movie, Point Break only has a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's a bad movie, dude. <laughs> well, so there's a, a lot. What I'm saying is there's a lot of people out there that don't like it.
2: Well, but that's like a critical sure. review of it. Sure, sure, the sure. movie's stupid and the action makes no sense and the, the characters make no sense. There's lots of holes to punch in the movie, but it's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So
1: what do we uh how do we oh, rate, what, uh, how, how do we rate, do we this, rate? rate
2: this? How do uh, do we break in halves or we just is is it is it Dude, one through five I'm woes? giving it zero woes. You're giving it uh, no zero. woes. I give no woes. Yeah you're right. I'm giving it did I give I, did I give Prince of Pennsylvania no woes? No, you gave it. A, I think you I, gave it a woe. I think I gave it a whoa. I, you're right. I'm giving this zero woes. Zero this woes. Is, this because it this it doesn't sucked. deserve a <laughs> woe. I mean, even if it didn't suck as bad as it, he doesn't. He's not a woe character in the movie anyway, right? Like yeah. He's, I don't fucking know. This movie fucking sucked. <laughs> the movie does fucking suck. It makes sense why you can't get it on fucking Amazon. It, it makes was a sense. slog. It was... It is boring. Really boring. It makes no sense at all. What? Well, it, it was... We, the, we've said it a zillion yeah. times already. Yeah. It, it, everything that it thought it was doing, it absolutely was not doing. It missed the mark on every level, every essentially. Every single target was missed. Yeah.
1: So, but <laughs> this, mar- this does mark the end of an era of kind of like the unknown... Unknown, you're right. Movies that we've... I mean there's movies that we haven't seen before, obviously. But unknown up. but he was unknown.
2: He was still unknown. Yes. He had a couple of notable roles. He was recognizable if you were a movie person. Right. But uh and yes. So I'm But once Johnny Utah hits the fucking atmosphere.
1: Yes. And it, it, we didn't really mention this, but this is his first movie of the was this like first star. I mean, he was in the movie I Love You to Death, but we skipped we're leaving that one to later. Oh. Um I forgot about that. But this was we're in the 90s now. Right. Which we've been in the 80s up to this point. And yeah. so. The 80s are rough. I mean,
2: just across the board. So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Reagan. <laughs> Reagan fucking it up for everybody. <sighs> um, all right. So anything else? Any other, any I, other final thoughts? I got thoughts? nothing,
2: dude. I got nothing. I just, you know, I, I, I can't, don't bother watching this movie. You're fine the rest of your life. Never, ever looking up this movie. Even tune in tomorrow. It, I, I expected at some point for them to be like, and tune in tomorrow for more information for more on the radio drama. And they didn't even say that. Like the movie is so bad that it doesn't even do the bad movie thing of referencing its own title in the in the. I actually think they do. Uh, if they, do, I think I would catch
1: it if they. I did. thought the name of the play was Tune In Tomorrow. Are you
2: fucking kidding me? Or, or I, I or hate, hate this movie. <laughs> <in> this <case. laughs> I think it is something like that. I, I it felt the title felt like one of those things that gets slapdash on at the oh, end. Oh yeah, right? Like oh, where yeah. they they had some other working title that they thought they were going to use, and they're like, yeah, eh. like you know, live die repeat, edge of tomorrow.
1: Right? Yeah. Oh, that movie's good. This movie really rules.
2: This movie's no good.
1: All right, Dylan. Well, let's do Tom Cruise movies next. Oh, I'm I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right. Well, with that all. uh with that all being said, I guess uh let's get out
2: of here, huh? Yeah. You're right. We were able to talk about this movie much more than I thought we would. Cut you off. <laughs> <laughs>